time for us to say good evening to you, Michael and Maro. How are you doing, guys? Very well, thank you. Uh, it was a very interesting way. Yeah, uh, the roads were under water, but I got you. So Listen, I got to tell you, it, it was it was into Friday. Do you remember that that big storm and big rain on Friday? I had to drive from Pretoria here. I was standing in for Darren, um, and I literally waded through water to get into the station, ankle deep. Um, so yes, soggy, squelchy socks for three hours was a lot of fun. But it is a <laughs> it is a very special Monday and worth the effort. So we uh, absolutely. I was away for the weekend, so sorry. Guys. You don't care. You, you were having fun somewhere warm. Um, it is special because um, we've now decided, and due to popular demand, we're going to do an hour because we just cannot fit everything in to half an hour. And uh, you mailed me yesterday, Michael, and uh, gave us a very interesting topic to talk about um and it's something that's in the news at the moment and i am i'm also very confused so um one of the things that that i noticed is of course uh, all the jokes that are going around um and sometimes i think they might be in a bit of bad taste um so just for my mates out there i can state categorically that man flu is not the coronavirus. Okay, good. So don't say anything more about that. But we are going to talk coronavirus. And you brought up a very interesting point, Chan. Um, you know, there, there's this virus that's out there and, and there's there's two different camps almost. One camp that's going, don't worry about it. And the other that is in absolute panic. And this must be affecting the markets. Can I maybe rather... Go back 600 years. Okay. Let's start there. Let's do that. In 1340-ish, Europe, everybody got really sick. Boils under their arms, high fever, dead within a week. Probably 200 million died. That was of the entire world population at that time maybe a third Europe took 200 years to make up for its lost people economy wow 200 years to recover 1918 the war ended world war one Soldiers came home, and around 50 to 100 million people died within 20 months. 400 to 500 million in the world affected. Spanish flu. Mm -hmm. Today, six weeks ago, we heard of a place no one had ever heard of, Wuhan. Mm. Wuhan. So where's Wuhan? I looked it up. It is a city the size of London. It was locked down. A number of other cities locked down. 50 million people confirmed to their houses for weeks. Because of a virus, probably coming from eating wild animals. Mm. Six weeks later, the world is in a blind panic. I'm not a doctor, so 
Alyssa? I don't know. I would also be anxious if there was a chance I died. Mm -hmm. But the figures now are nine out of every thousand would die. Those, the bulk are the elderly or the sick. Under age 40, mostly are fine. The other factor is there are thousands of cases that are probably the people at home that have a minor version, a fever, whatever, and they are cured within a week. So no one really knows. The issue is every country is saying we have to look after our pop That is our job. That is our job. And that's good. But what they aren't thinking is what effect will that have on the economy, mm. which is disastrous at the moment. Well, I mean, I know there's a friend of mine who's, whose dad is, is based over there, does uh, contract work, and since last year has been confined to his apartment. They, they, they drop off food, they drop off water. He can't go to work. You know, and, and I keep thinking, okay, that's one person that I know of. How many other thousands, hundreds of thousands? And if you're not going to work, what's happening to those establishments? And this is the crux of what we're going to be talking about tonight. It's actually worse than that. So you can't go to work, you can't go shopping. Yeah. Um, in, in large parts, well, large parts of northern Italy, children can't go to school. Mm-hmm. Uh, events have been cancelled. The... Uh, uh, Geneva Motor Show has been cancelled. There's been a couple of, there's been a, um, a convention in Cape Town that's been cancelled. Yeah. So, so events have been cancelled. You've got situations that, like uh, Disneyland Paris, for example, is closed at the moment. Yeah. Okay. So, people who have been placed under quarantine in their homes can't actually leave their homes. Okay. Yeah. In in Wuhan. Okay. Mm-hmm. In in Europe. Um, the fact that schools have been closed and and, uh, and people and sort of uh, people are stopped from going to work doesn't mean they've got other stuff to do. Yeah. They are literally hanging around, not able to do anything. Mm-hmm. So economic activity is not happening. Yeah. Okay. And that in 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 the whole is going to affect financial markets. In fact, it already has. But this is what I wanted to talk about because there's a couple of people out there going. We're in South Africa. We don't. It's not going to. It's not going to affect us. You know. Um, and and money wise, it's not going to affect us. And yet, there's other people that are going. Boys, you need to sit up and take notice because it could affect us. So you, you, That's why you're here. Yeah, but you've got to look at other factors. For example, if you look at the, there's there's. Um, uh, a map that I was sent today showing mm-hmm. the number of reported cases and deaths in ev- every country around the world. Now, if if you look at uh, it's affecting what w- what they're reporting is the the number of deaths and 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 uh, reported cases around the developed world. Yeah. Okay. Um, and in countries like Cambodia, Vietnam, and so on, the first thing you realise is that it is mainly sort of uh, the the northern countries. Northern Hemisphere countries, sort of going through Middle East, uh, you know, sort of Northern Africa, and then into into Europe, USA, yeah. and Canada. Okay, if you look south of that, there's not there's not been a lot of reporting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's one one case that's been reported in Nigeria, for example, yeah. uh, and it's an Italian businessman. Um, 
But if you look at everything around that, it's, it's, saying, it's saying a couple of things. The first thing is it looks like at the moment it's concentrated in uh, the, the northern winter mm-hmm. countries. Okay, So th- th- there's, there's some arguments saying that as soon as those, uh, um, as those areas start warming up, the, the virus will die off naturally. Mm-hmm. Okay. The other thing is what about the unreported cases? I mean, there could be hundreds of thousands of, of unreported cases in Africa, for example, where it's just a flu and people yeah. die of flu and then, you know, that's, that's what happens. Yeah, because we're tough in Africa. Well, yes and no, but, <laughs> but also, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, you don't really know what those numbers are going to be. Hmm. Um, so there's, there's, there's a lot of different thinking around this, but at the moment the fear is running high. Yeah. And, that's, and that's affecting markets. We saw markets come off quite heavily last week. Um, sort of a bit of a recovery today, but we'll have to see what happens uh, in, in the days going forward. Okay. So um, when we come back, let's talk a little bit more in depth about this because, you know, it's one of those things you think about the, 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 the loss of life, you think about the human impact. You don't think about the financial impact necessarily. And, um, you know, what does that mean for us and for people that have maybe got offshore investments, those kind of things. We'll talk more about that when we come back. By the way, if you'd like to ask any questions, this is the most important thing, okay? 41348 is uh, the SMS number, 41348. Those SMSs charged at 150. Otherwise, WhatsApp us, 0848220938. We'd love to have you as part of the discussion. Um, I believe uh, you've also got uh, your info at... Uh, Global, Global Local. Local. Info at globallocal.co.za where you can send questions to uh, the guys, Michael Amoro, or one of the team will certainly get back to you. I know you've had quite a bit of those uh, addressed to you, but if you want to talk to them on air, please feel free to do so. That uh, WhatsApp number again, 084-822-0938. When we come back, we're going to find out what sort of impact this can have and will have on your investments. It is Mix 93.8. What's involved? Proudly brought to you by Global and Local Investment. This is what's involved a Monday night, uh, proudly brought to you by Global and a Local Investment. And uh, we've got uh, Michael Amaro in the studio with us. We're talking about um, the, 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 the fact that we have this coronavirus and how it will inf- affect, I nearly said infect, we don't want it to infect you at all, but how it could potentially affect you um, and the markets, etc., etc. And uh, while we were in the music break, Michael prop, uh, promised to scare the pants off of me. So let, let's hear it. How, how bad, how much worry should we have? So I was in with a client recently and I said, how's business? And he said, it's, it's good. But all of our orders are in China. They're in a factory and they can't leave because the factory's locked. There's no trucks, there's no ships they're all locked away at home he says i've got the orders but if i don't have it within the next month i lose the business i then heard that from another two clients in completely different industries they've got the work but they haven't got that special widget they can hand on so bottom line china is the the world's engine it orders off the petrol the oil chrome still everything this happened during chinese new year it is the world's biggest 
event of people moving. 800 million people move from where they live to their mom, dad, wherever. Mm. So it happened when 800 million people went at home. The Chinese government said, lockdown, you can't believe. Mm -hmm. So right now, of all articles that I have looked at, about 65% of the Chinese economy is back to sort of normal. But there's 100 million workers that have not got back to their office, factory, whatever it is. And because of that, the world can't work. That's number one. Number two, airlines. No airline is flying into China, Italy, Japan, a couple. But 80% of the world's air Traffic is waiting. The world's biggest traveler is, interesting enough, Chinese. Yeah, yeah, that I did know. They go everywhere. They go to Berlin and they go, yeah, they go everywhere and they spend lots and lots of money. Mm -hmm. But they're not traveling now. So hotels are empty. And if that lasts longer, it will cripple the economy and that's what's happening right now and that up until last week on Monday nothing happened they then had the first cases in Italy and everything went bad because it was affecting the west now it mattered so you think of a city like Venice Mm -hmm. Venice is the epicenter of of uh, the virus in Italy. Yeah. Venice is one of the biggest tourist attractions in the world. Yeah. Who are the most tourists in the world? The Chinese. Where have they been going? Well, a lot of them have been going to Venice. So you, that's, that's effectively could be one of the sources of, of the virus in Italy. Mm-hmm. You've got can, uh, cities like Paris. Paris is the most visited city in the world. Yeah. Okay. Can you imagine, can you imagine Paris without tourists? Because that's what's happening right I'm now. I'm sure the Parisians would like to imagine Paris without tourists <laughs> to a degree. But now, you, you say this, but now, in terms of the markets, how, how would this... Because to my mind, if I've, got, if I've got money invested or anything and I'm thinking, okay, the world's going to hell in a handbasket, I'm going to want to get everything I can out as quickly as I can. Okay. Is, is, that, is that where we are? No, that isn't where we are. What has happened now is called a... black swan event it is completely out of the blue it cannot be planned and no one knows what will happen there isn't any numbers on it it's completely out of nowhere we have had in the past market crashes because the economy was weak up until 10 days ago america's Markets were at an all-time high, absolutely booming. And last week, they fell over 10% due to blind panic. But 
as fast as it falls, it can on the other side go up. Yeah. So for our clients right now, we are walking a tight rope. We have to be moderate in our approach that it might get worse. And on the other side, we have to be ready for the markets to quickly bounce. So in our situation, we have chosen the middle path. Yeah. We suspect them the markets will for the more and we suspect that it will take four to eight months after this has all happened to get back to normal. Okay. You also have to remember that markets don't move in a straight line. <coughs> so we've seen the markets up today. Mm-hmm. Um, S&P is up at the moment. And we can't assume that this is the bounce back. Yeah. This could be a phenomenon known as the dead cat bounce. Okay. So it's a horrible, I know. It's, it's a horrible <laughs> term. I was about to say, guys. <laughs> it's a <laughs> horrible term. And, and, and it comes from the fact that even a dead cat will bounce. Yeah. Okay? Um, so effectively, this could just be the guys that followed the market last week. Mm-hmm. They saw it down. They're seeing an opportunity now at current valuations. They will climb in and buy stocks, yeah. pushing the prices up. Yeah. Okay. And as soon as they've bought the stocks that they need, mm. you might just see the markets fall further. Okay, so so we, we uh, like Michael says we're balancing a lot of things at the moment. Um, you know we are looking at increasing positions uh, in cash and bonds because that is interest bearing and that's where the safe money is going to go. Yeah. Um, the other the other thing that 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 sort of history has taught us is that in situations like this you'll see an increase in the gold price uh, and and a um, and a higher dollar. Okay, gold, gold, the gold and the dollar being the uh, uh, refuge of last resort, if I can put it that way. Yeah. Okay. Now we have seen that, and again, is it is it protected? We don't know. Okay. So when we come back, can 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 you help somebody out like me and explain to me in very simple layman's terms, if I've got money, let's say I had money invested in in with you guys. Um, and I'm suddenly going, uh-oh, what's going to happen? Because if like the economy collapses, I'm going to be pointing fingers at you and going, what are you doing? What are you guys doing? You've got my money. Um, first thing is I want it back. I want it all back right now so I can hide it under my mattress. That's the panic reaction. It's probably not the correct reaction. So let's talk about, I mean, have you shared with me the worst that it's going to get yet? Or have you got more horror stories for me? It is completely unknown. Yeah. Unknown. This is blind panic right now. In a year, people will look back and actually say we overreacted, and because of that, we hurt the markets. Yeah. So it will pass. Yeah. It will pass, but it could get worse before it gets better. And it's our job to just tell people if it does get Worse, what must they do? Fantastic. That's what we're looking forward to. It is what's involved this Monday night. uh, And uh, this party brought to you by Global and Local Investment, my special guests uh, in studio uh, from Global and Local, Michael Haldane, uh, who is uh, the founder 
Yeah. The founder of it. And uh, we've also got Mauro in here. Founders, director. Th- these, these are the guys that make the whole place work, okay? Uh, big team, but these are the, the two guys. Yes, the two guys that uh, make all the wheels turn and have got, let's hope, I believe they do, though, a lot of the answers. It is what's involved this Monday night. Proudly brought to you by Global and Local Investment Advisors. Did I get it right that time? Do we, do we get to do this again? <laughs> okay. Absolutely. I think the demand is going to be uh, kind of kind of big for you guys to 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 stick with this because it's such a it's such a vast subject and such a vast topic and there's there's so much to learn and I think education is is vitally important and that's what that's what you guys are about. So let's just uh, get back on. Back on track, yes. You asked us earlier. What do we do? So let's look at the best and the worst. The markets could fall by a further 10%, Uh 20%. The markets could bounce by an equal amount. We don't know. This is the unknown. So to everybody out there, your advisor that looks after your assets, you have to ask him or her. If the market's for ten percent, how much of my capital would I lose? And if the the markets rise to ten percent, how much of that gain is mine? Mm-hmm. Now you can't have all the loss and you can't have all the upside. But if your portfolio is structured correctly if there's pain you will only take a portion of that pain so if the market's for 10 percent your portfolio might only for two percent okay and if the the markets rise by 10 percent you might only earn three percent so it's high how to average out your element of risk now, question, and Laura, maybe you can you can answer this one for me. If I have money invested with with an advisor, a broker, whatever the case may be, is it my right to to, to give them a call and go, "Hey, sorry, um, I'm a little bit concerned about all of this. You haven't spoken to me. What's happening? Is that my right? Can yes, I do that? Of course. Uh, in fact, you have to. Do you that. have to. Yeah. You have to know that. You have to know this information. You have to know how. How your investments are structured, um, what product they're in, what funds they're in, mm-hmm. what what assets those funds are investing in, what your overall picture looks like, um, and you know, it, it's it's well within your rights. It's your money. Yeah. Um, because I know so many times, you know, you get the guys go sign here, sign here. What do you want? Okay, we're going to give you the safe option, so it'll be a, a steady growth of this and that, and the next thing we're going to invest a little bit offshore blue chip, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Sign on the dotted line, hand over your money. That's the last you hear from them. Mm-hmm. You know, And that is that is a scary, scary thing. I mean, we, we, we discussed this before. It happened with my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where her money was with the, the last crash that we had, she lost a truckload of money. Nobody came and went, nah, sorry, hands up. They were like, nah, tough. Look, my numbers might be the wrong but a few years ago in South Africa there were 28,000 advisors yeah the majority of those work for a company a Liberty a Momentum a Sanam whatever they are and they offer products mm. they say you need a retirement 
annuity, let's put you in it. This is the fund I'll enter you into because my company has said you have to enter into that fund. I don't know anything about that fund. I'm a broker. I'm not an investment advisor. Yeah. There's a distinct difference. Yeah. In the country, there are some fantastic investment advisors who will say, you and these 10 funds, moderate risk, you and of these 10 funds, eight are doing well, two we need to change. Hmm. And that is the questions the listeners must ask. If they're not getting the right answers, well, put everything in cash. No, but very often talk to us because this is the very often you get told, you know, okay, what are you going to do? Well, you have to have an RA, slam your money into an RA. Okay, you got a little bit extra. Let's put it into endowment policy. Thank you. Have a nice day. We'll see you next year to tell you that the, that you got to invest more money or that your returns are down, whatever. I, I think there is a massive lack of knowledge, of education, of understanding. That's why I'm so happy that you guys are doing this at the moment so that people that are listening can ask those questions because I don't believe there is such a thing as a stupid question. I met a client this afternoon at four. Yeah. Every investment he had came from one or from one organization. Yeah. Which he works at. Uh-huh. He works at. He said... Michael, I've had these products for 15 years. The agent that entered me into it, I've never seen. He only he only calls me when he wants new business. Yeah. And that is an old-style model which has unfortunately in our industry continued. Most investment advisors are in the take an annual trail fee. Yeah. So it is a fee based on the client's capital. The more you earn for the client, you the more you earn for the investor. Yeah. If the investor is unhappy with you, they cancel you. Mm. And that is a lot more ethical model. Yeah. A lot of those, a lot of those trail fees, as Michael explained, is are they're, they're based on a percentage. Yeah. So if you get, let's say, half a percent or one percent of the of the capital that you manage as an advisor, if when the client's capital grows, your income grows. Mm-hmm. When the client's capital does not grow or shrinks, you've got a double problem. Not only you're earning less, but you've got a, an irate client on the phone. Yeah, yeah. That's a very fair model. Okay, that makes sense to me because I don't mind, you know, I don't mind you earning more if you're making me more. I'm going to go, hey, go for it, buddy. You're making me money. You deserve to get paid for that. Where I had a problem, and I know legislation has changed quite a lot, but I remember, you know, in the beginning, you know, you're putting all of this money and then only afterwards you find out the first sort of two years you actually were paying the the broker and your money was doing nothing. Now, don't get me wrong. With individual life the companies they have changed a lot, so there are yeah. some excellent products. Mm. Um, but an advisor must regular, regularly 
communicate with their clients and in situations like this just put them at ease that their funds are being looked after properly. So now we, let's get back and, and we've still got some time but let's get back quickly to the situation. Uh, coronavirus is out there, there is panic in the markets. Um, you've already said people can now phone whoever they're dealing with and go hey what is actually happening um what other advice would you give to people out there now do we do we sit tight is there is it what is the good news of this because i mean there must be i don't want to know that every silver lining has a cloud i need to know that there is some good news there is so much opportunity in this when the dust settles we believe the markets will rise quite quickly mm -hmm. so right now if a client has funds to invest maybe wait a month more uh -huh. um, the rand right now is also overdone it is too weak against the American dollar you're telling me right Jeez. now it's at around 15 60 we think if it comes back to around 1480 that is a good value so right now if anyone out there is thinking of investing wait for a bit and then probably your returns for the first six months will be out of the ordinary Okay. In a good way. Because one of the things, and I'm sure I'm not the only one that's sitting with this, is a lot of the stuff, a lot of the software and the licensing that I use, my fiancé uses in our business, um, it's all based in, in American currency. And it's a monthly monthly fee that you have to pay. And, you know, you when, when you purchase the software and it was 13 rand 50 or something, you go, all right, I can work it out. What's it likely to do? Maybe I'll go to 14, 14... Now suddenly you get a bill on the on the first of, of, of March and you're going what? Because they don't care. This is ideally where you need some money over there in a bank account to be able to pay these things on a regular basis. Am I right? Absolutely. See, I, I ask you simple yeah. questions. <laughs> I'm a they, simple man. They practical questions. <laughs> practical questions. So yes, in, in fact, the when when we see markets in this in this type of behavior, mm -hmm. um, you know, sort of. Two three weeks ago, the S and P was at an all time high. It's now off that. Okay, um, you know, sort of ten days ago, the All Share Index was sitting at fifty eight thousand points. It's now sitting somewhere in the fifty two thousand points. Yeah, you, we talk of valuation of stocks. Mm. Okay, so you know, sort of two weeks ago, ten days ago, the, the stocks were sitting at a very high valuation. Now they're sitting at a much lower valuation, which means there's opportunities. Yes, okay? right. So that's 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 pretty much what Michael is alluding to. Now, if if you if you're looking at at currencies, you, you're going to see the pretty much the same thing, okay? Mm -hmm. And we're ex we're expecting the currency to 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 improve over the next I don't know, a little while. Once once all this panic is is uh, has settled a bit, you have to remember that the South African market is a very liquid market, okay? Which means that money can move very freely, okay? And as a result, when there's global um, events like, like this one, you'll find that the rand weakens mm -hmm. very quickly, okay? And it then can come back, 
Okay. Now, com- coming back is also dependent on sort of our local stuff and you know all, all the stuff that's happening internally. But a lot of it is also because of what happens externally. So, as an emerging market, we are one of the emerging markets with the most liquid currency. Okay. okay. So when when markets or, or when sort of big global investors look around the markets and they say, you know, these markets are, are funny and we, we we don't know what they're doing. Let's pull some money out of out of the markets. They they tend to not look at what they've got in the, in the developed markets. They tend to look at what's happening in the emerging markets, and I'll say, ah, South Africa, we can get money out of there very quickly. Pull it, yeah. And that's when you see that that big drop off in the range, like we've seen now from fifteen to fifteen fifty or yeah. something. All right. When when we come back, I'd like to talk a little bit because I think also you know that the, the, this whole um, coronavirus thing is is taking a front seat. Um, we also have though. Um, this little incident of a budget speech that that happened fairly recently. I um, uh, There was, uh, you know, I don't know. It's just going to cost us more to live. But there, there was there was a couple of things in there. Also, you know, I like to call them the grumpies. You call them the moodies rating. Um, what is going to happen there? I mean, you know, a lot of people are going. Oh no, we're going to we're going to be. <laughs> downgraded to like trash size or something when we come back can you can we talk a bit about that because i think it is linked it's Fran- absolutely fantastic yeah. stuff it is what's involved this monday night and uh, we are chatting to the guys from global and local investment advisors they are proudly sponsoring the show tonight thank you guys we'll be back in just a bit proudly brought to you by global and local investment advisors uh, we are talking uh, the impact of the coronavirus on the market, what's been happening, how it's been happening, why it's been happening, um, and, and what sort of effects it can have. We're looking at mitigating that sort of risk. So for people that are doing this themselves, let's go back a step because I said I wanted to talk about the budget speech and about Moody's, et cetera, et cetera. But let's go back a bit. If I'm investing myself, if I'm, if I'm one of those brave souls that thinks I know what to do, in a situation like this, is is the advice? <laughs> yeah, your advice would probably don't be ask it. a professional. No, don't do it. Look, <laughs> you know, if I would be scared to do it myself, I really would. If you're under fifty and you have time on your hands, yeah, probably hang ten. Mm-hmm. If you're over fifty, of your portfolio, put twenty five percent in cash. Yeah, money, market instruments. So that it's. If the markets fall further, the effect on you is a lot the less. Okay. And once the once it appears as if things are coming right, switch back to your original portfolio. Okay. So that's a it's a it's a sort of a safeish thing yeah. to do. It's 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 as I said earlier, this is a black swan event. It can swing up quickly, mm. but we don't know. We don't know. We don't know what else is going to happen. Let's go back locally, though. I mean, there was that little budget speech which seemed to have got lost in, in, in all the noise um, and, and, and uh, the Moody's rating as well. Uh, what's, what's happening there? Is that having an impact as well? Will it have an impact? Okay, let me, let me talk about the budget speech first of all. Um, the budget speech was probably the best budget speech we could have had under the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Okay, So, uh, sort of company tax, VAT, uh, personal income tax didn't go up. 
Yeah, which okay. everybody thought was going to happen. I I'm mean, very upset that they're going to be charging us more for cigars. Um, Six rand odd. Huh? Mm, yeah. Well, more for if you if you smoke anything, it's oh, it's yeah. going to cost you extra. Sure. Um, well, vape as well. <laughs> yeah, vaping they apparently oh, hitting yeah. you as well, and of course so, alcohol syntax. Yes. Oh, so so the, the syntaxes are going to cost you more. We expected that. Um, the, the big focus there was, you know working on the SOEs and, and sort of reducing cost in, in, in government spending. Um, it was the best budget we could have. It was quite interesting that it was about 40 minutes long, which mm-hmm. is very short for a budget speech. Yeah. Um, but the, and essentially, there wasn't much to talk about. Yeah. Okay. So the, the budget speech uh, and, and the implementation of what the minister announced is going to happen in the budget speech that we have to see what what will happen? I mean, mm. you know, we, we know we know all the usual stuff. The fuel levy is going up in, at the, on the first of April. Mm. You know, well, those are sort of standards. Isn't that amazing? Situation. Price of oil has come down. The fuel is going to go down, but then we're going to just raise it again. Just yes. you know. <laughs> so that's that's what's going to happen there. The Moody's rating. Moody's is the only rating agency that has us on an investment grade. Mm-hmm. Um, they are. Uh, considering moving us to what's known as below investment grade or under investment grade, sub investment grade, uh, what what people, what the journalists out there like to refer to as junk. That's okay. the bit that's always worried me because I, I need to understand that and I've, I've been asked that question. What so, happens if it means we're junk status? Okay, it sounds so bad. Ju- junk status sounds sounds really horrible and it's in, in, investment, in technical investment terms, junk status doesn't exist. You talk about sub-investment grade. So, so effectively, the, the ratings agencies out there measure the risk of a country defaulting on its loans. Okay. Okay. All right. So if you're if you're a, a first world country, developed market, and you've got and you've got loans out there, and the chances are that you'll never default on the loan. You're typically uh, w- what they refer to as a triple A rating. Okay. Um, then all the different. Uh, um, Ratings agencies have, from there downwards have got a whole lot of different sort of ways they they, they measure the stuff, but they've all got this line that says sub from the, that below that that line they talk about sub investment grade. Now sub investment grade effectively just means that uh, you know it's it's below the prudent investor. Okay. okay. Now you, you've got you've got a section out there of of big global investors that that invest below that line. Okay, but the majority invest above that line, so we would see a flood of money moving out the, out out of South Africa quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that would cause the, um, the the rent to weaken. Okay, and it would also make it more difficult for South Africa as as the South African government to to borrow more money offshore. Okay, and also for South African companies to to borrow money from outside. Okay, so that would be the net effect. Okay. 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 So that, that so far, you, I'm with you. You with me? Okay. Yes. The, the, the overall, the, the the net actual effect that we'll feel, we'll we'll only know ahead of time. But what what we've been reading recently is that in fact a lot of this uh, uh, downgrading to to sub investment grade by Moody's has already been priced in. So it's already been calculated into into the currency already. Okay. okay. So, but you know that's that's a, that's a, a forecast. We don't know if that's going to if that's actually the case or not. So, we're almost out of time. Some some closing thoughts, gentlemen, in terms of, you know, we, we, we've got the year ahead of us. Um, you've committed for, for the next little while that you're going to be in here helping us and talking about us. What is your advice 
if I've got a little bit of extra cash, let's say I go and do something on the weekends and I'm making myself a little bit of extra cash, what would you what would you suggest we do with that money? Look, it savings is not an option. I mean, if you put it in a savings account, you might as well just put it under your mattress. Look, it relates to a myriad of things. Your age, mm-hmm. the amount of money, how long you can invest for, and the risk you are willing to enter into. Yeah. yeah so, 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 our general client, we always advise a moderate amount of risk with access on your funds within a month mm-hmm. because life happens. Yeah. Right now, you have extra money, but in six months, you'll say, Michael, I had an extra thousand rand a month. Now, I haven't got anything. Or yeah. I have extra now. So whatever option you enter into has to be flexible. You have to have online access and know what it is earning. You also have to have an opportunity to at all times change it without any cost. And you also have to have an opportunity to add onto it. Okay. So if it is money that you have to access um, for a house, education, whatever it is. I would generally say leave those funds within South Africa with access on it. Okay. If your time horizon is a bit longer, um, definitely go overseas. And if your outlook on the, the economy and Rand is grim. What I always say is love the country, export your rands. Mm-hmm. Is there is there a minimum amount? I mean, I, let's say, for example, I phone you up. I've been listening to the show tonight. I phone you up tomorrow. I go, listen, guys, got a couple of grand a month. I've got my little side hustle going here, so I'm, I'm making a couple of grand a month. Um, can I... Can I to make use of your services would you tell me where to put it how do I do it is, is that something or are you going to go uh, Dave sorry you're, you're a small fry so we don't really want to deal with you no we would we would look at everybody okay um, and the amount per month depends on you so yeah. it, it would be you know we, we would look at you know what are you what are you earning what are you spending mm-hmm. um, can the spending be reduced yeah. can um, you know what, what are you comfortable putting away because mm-hmm. remember, it's also, you know, if if the invest if if the commitment is too high per month, yeah, then you're not going to be able to maintain then, it. Then you're not going to be so able to maintain it, and you're not going to enjoy it. Yeah. Let me answer that really simply. A minimum debit order, five hundred yeah. rand, or a lump sum anything over ten thousand. Okay, and you would you would do that because yeah. one of the things I wished I'd done when I was younger is done something like this. Started off with, for example, the 500 bucks. Because when you're young, you've got all of this time ahead of you. As you get older, you get to my age, suddenly that time that you thought, when you thought you were immortal and were going to live forever, you suddenly get this grim realization it's not going to happen. And now the same amount of money, um, you know, in in those days terms, these days is going to be scary. 
if people want to get, uh, oh, hang on, on your hair, uh, 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 okay, sorry, this is just coming. We've been having some transmitter issues, and the guys have been working on the transmitter. So somebody's saying, uh, I, I can't hear because uh, there's a signal problem. Don't worry about this, okay? Um, I'll let everybody know. If you are in, in reach of my voice and it has been a little bit fuzzy and hissy, we will be publishing the podcast in the next two to three days. So you will be able to listen to it in crystal clear digital quality audio in the next two or three days. Um, if somebody wants to ask you guys a question, info at globallocal.co.za. Um, one of you two guys or one of the team will get back to the people that answer. No question is too small. Gentlemen, thank you so much for coming in. I feel marginally better about this whole coronavirus thing, and, uh, and I think we're going to be okay long term. We'll be fine. Um, and, and, and thank you for e- explaining that to us. We'll see you again next month. Done. Done. Wonderful stuff. Looking forward to it. Uh, have yourselves a great evening. It's uh, Michael Amoro from Global and Local Investment Advisors. They proudly brought you the show What's Involved this evening. They'll be back again next month.